What up, what up, all my independent thinkers out there in podcast land. It's your girl, Alexandra, and you are listening to Teach a Man to Think, the podcast, a place where we always stay curious, think differently, and as always, think for ourselves. So sit back, unwind, and get ready to unlock your mind. Who was John G. Trump? So I want to do an interesting episode, and I'm not going to talk about Donald Trump specifically in this episode. I probably will make future episodes about him in particular and just my whole perspective and perception of him. But I want to talk about his uncle because I feel like a lot of people don't know this about him. And I just, when I found it out, and I found it out several years ago, I thought it was super interesting. I dove in a little bit into it. But I didn't even decide to really read a lot. So this is my opportunity to kind of read it because I know that even when I told people about it, most people, they don't want to look into themselves. They don't really have the time. They don't have the interest or they just are so busy and so distracted with so many things that the last thing they really care about is who is Donald Trump's uncle. But I'm telling you that I think this is very interesting. And not only that, but I feel like it might be relevant at some point. Who knows? But I read uh, a lot of stuff about him, but I'm going to specifically speak from Wikipedia because I feel like Wikipedia is a good source that people who don't trust independent media, they will trust Wikipedia. And this information is everywhere. You can find it on all different sites. But I feel like Wikipedia is one that most people you know, they feel is true enough. So here we go. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read it. And who knows, maybe I'll comment during it. Um, We shall see. His name was John George Trump. And he was born from August 21st to 19 from 1907, February 21st, 1985. And um, just trust me, you're going to want to hear this. This is very interesting. So if you don't know, stick around. If you're still thinking like, why do I care about this guy? Think about it. Why am I making an episode? It's probably interesting. So listen up. Listen up, my friends. He was an American electrical engineer, inventor, and physicist, a professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology from 1936 to 1973. He was a recipient of the National Medal of Science and a member of the National Academy of Engineering. Trump was noted for developing rotational radiation therapy. Together with Robert J. Van de Graaff, he developed one of the first million volt X-ray generators. That's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know about you. I'm pretty interested so far, but it gets more interesting. His early life and education. So John was the youngest of three children and the second son of German immigrants, Frederick Trump and Elizabeth Christ Trump. Yes, that's her middle name. He was born in New York City on, like I said, August 21st, 1907. And John's brother, Fred, joined their mother in real estate development and management while still in his teens, which was Elizabeth Trump and son. And initially, John and his brother tried working together building houses, but ultimately they dissolved their partnership and John pursued a career in electrical engineering. What a blessing. I mean, we all know how tough it is to work with family. So that was such a blessing for him because he ended up going a completely different route and he clearly was very much meant to be in electrical engineering. Trump received his bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from the New York University Tandon School of Engineering 
then Polytechnic Institute of Brooklyn in 1929, his master's degree in physics from Columbia University, and his doctorate of electrical engineering from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, in 1933. He was a professor at MIT from 1936 until 1973. That's a long time. And if you know anything about MIT, MIT is very prestigious. It is it is the school to go to if you want to do anything with engineering. And I'm not a person who believes in uh, titles or like all these Ivy Leagues right now. Right now, I think they're all pretty much corrupt. But back then, I really do feel like it was legit. And he clearly knows what he's doing. So war service. This is interesting. During World War II, Trump switched from work on hospital x-ray machines to research into similar technologies, especially the development of radar. During 1940, he joined the newly formed National Defense Research Committee, NDRC, as technical aide to Carl Compton, president of MIT, who was serving as also as the chairman of the radar division within the NDRC. During 1942, Trump became secretary of the Microwave Committee, a subcommittee of the NDRC. The director of the Microwave Committee was Alfred Lee Loomis, the quote-unquote millionaire physicist, who decided to create a laboratory. He selected a site for it, chose a suitably discreet and ambiguous name for it, and funded its construction until government administration was established. Hmm. Sounds interesting. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. What is going on? Why is it so discreet? Why is it ambiguous? Who knows? The Red New Institution came to be called the MIT Radiation Laboratory or the Rad Lab. As wartime shortages in Britain increased, many of its radar researchers would move to the well-funded laboratory at MIT where they helped create groundbreaking progress in developing practical devices and systems which would see widespread field deployment in combat. The British had already started researching radar which they termed Radio Direction Finder, RDF. Their Tizard, not Lizard, T, Tizard mission to the U.S. showed how much more advanced they were with some of the key technologies, particularly the magnetron. Magnetron, hmm. I'm gonna have to click on that later. The U.S. decided to send a team to Britain to help coordinate their efforts with the British branch of the Radiation Laboratory, BBRO. There's a lot of acronyms here which operated as a Department of Britain's Telecommunications Research Establishment, TRE, I told you there's another one, at Malvern in Worcester. From February 1944 to the end of the war in Europe, Trump was the director of the BBRL. Okay, now it gets interesting. Listen up. In early 1943, two days after the death of Nikola Tesla, the Federal Bureau of Investigation ordered the Office of Alien Property Custodian to seize Tesla's belongings. Trump was called in to analyze the Tesla artifacts, which were being held in government custody. After a three-day investigation, Trump's report concluded that there was nothing which could constitute a hazard in unfriendly hands. Okay, I'm going to pause right there because that to me was the most interesting part. That was the part that I really read um, all this other stuff I'm kind of learning along with you. But the thing about Nikola Tesla, if you know anything about Nikola Tesla, at the very least, you probably know that he was important enough that Elon Musk decided to name his car after it. But he was a very interesting guy. So if you don't really know a lot about him, please do some research. Like You will be so fascinated by what you find because he created a lot of really interesting inventions. The very most interesting one is all about free energy. 
I'm not going to dive into it in this episode. I probably will make an episode about it. But free energy is the idea and concepts and theory and invention that energy is all around us all the time. And if you probably, if you could think back to maybe like science class back in the day, um, I remember I had this where we would like take a potato and like you put a wire in it, a copper wire, and then you could like light a, uh, connect it to a battery. And then you could connect it to a light bulb or something like that. I don't know if I totally messed that up, but, or let's say static cling, or let's say you've ever got static on you, or you rubbed a balloon together, you've rubbed it against your hair. And then all of a sudden there's like shock and you see like little sparks and stuff. That's energy. So he said that there was so much energy within such a small parameter. I forgot what he said. I think like a square foot or something in the ether, in the, in the space, just, we can't see it. There's so much energy just in that little portion that we could run energy to the entire world. And that's what he believed in. He actually created an invention. There was something, I believe it's in Long Island, uh, where he created the tower, actually, the free energy tower. And so that was a big deal. And I think there was a lot of going on in his, um, in his records. And I find it very hard to believe that someone who would create something like this, he also was looking into very, very interesting things, um, beyond just free energy, but he was just a brilliant man, super in touch with himself because he was able to connect to all these crazy ideas um, that exist around us. And he was able to tap into that genius and create something from it. And ultimately he wanted to benefit society. Everything he did was to benefit society. He did not want to get rich and he actually died broke. So um, I find it very hard to believe that you wouldn't find anything in all of his belongings. Now, what I do believe is that someone would find that and maybe not think that the government was the best place to put that information. I'll just leave that out there. That's how I feel about it. That's just my common sense, my logic. Okay. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. If you feel like listening to more about it or hearing more about it, you can reach out to me or I will probably make an episode about it anyway. Or just do the research yourself. Um, so let me finish up here. It's not that much longer. So I feel like, why not? Let's see. During the war, Trump also served in the advisory specialist group on radar using USAAF General Carl Spatz on navigational radar, precision bombing radar, and also defenses against the German radars found in their night fighters in their flak units. Whew, that's a mouthful. The systems included GOB, Loran, X2X, MEW, SCR, blah, 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 whatever. Trump worked with all the most important British radar experts, including Sir Robert Watson Watt, Watson Watt, that's hilarious, AP Rowe, and Bernard Lovell. At the end of the war, Trump also conducted the briefing interviews with Germany's main radar technicians. Trump received recognition for his war work partnership from both the United States and the United Kingdom. Almost done, friends. In 1946, Trump, Robert J. Van de Graaff, remember him, and Dennis M. Robinson initiated the High Voltage Engineering Corporation, HVEC, to produce Van de Graaff generators. He returned to MIT to teach and direct research for three de decades after the war. He directed the MIT High Voltage Research Laboratory from 1946 to 1980. Some of his research at MIT concentrated on treating wastewater. 
He researched using an electric beam from a high-voltage accelerator as the deactivating agent in the treatment of municipal wastewater sludge. The high-voltage research laboratory developed a prototype system that was tested at one of Boston's wastewater treatment plants, and it was able to provide bacterial and viral disinfection via continuous online treatment. Trump died in Boston on February 21st, 1985. And by the way, do you see, he's trying to help people, like trying to treat wastewater. This is what his guy was spending his genius on. That's awesome. The National Academy of Engineering described John Trump as a pioneer in the scientific engineering and medical applications of high-voltage machinery. James Melcher, Trump's lab director, is quoted as saying, John, over a period of three decades, would be approached by people of all sorts because he could make megavolt beams of ions and electrons, death rays. What did he do with it? Cancer research, sterilizing sludge out in Deer Island, a waste disposal facility, all sorts of wondrous things. He didn't touch the weapons stuff. Personal life, John G. Trump was a member of the Trump family. He married Alora Sarburn, and they had three children, the late John Jordan Trump of Watertown, Massachusetts, the late Christine Phillip of New London, New Hampshire, and Karen of New Mexico, And his nephew is Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States. He also received a bunch of honors, um, the King's Medal for Service in the Cause of Freedom, the President's Certificate of Merit, the Lamb Medal, and the National Medal of Science by Ronald Reagan. So that's a lot. I mean, there's not a lot of people that impressive that I've come across And he sounds very impressive to me. And I think it's very interesting that Donald Trump is his nephew. And Donald Trump actually talks about his uncle a lot. If you actually pay attention to his interviews and not just the crap that they play on the news and making him look like a bizarre lunatic, he actually does talk about his uncle a lot and talks about that his uncle would teach him and show him things. And he would spend a lot of time um, with his uncle. So I just wanted to put that out there just in case you didn't know that and you thought it was interesting. Feel free to share, feel free to respond, comment, like whatever it is. I hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was really cool. And I'm probably going to listen back to this episode because while I was reading, I was just concentrating really hard on not um, messing up. And I was kind of running out of breath because long sentences. There's a lot a lot of stuff when you talk about electrical engineering and uh, mega death rays and all that kind of stuff. So I hope you guys have a great day and I will catch you in the next episode.